0: KPMG's Global and U.S. Head of Energy. I'm joined by Melody Meyer. She was a successful senior executive with Chevron, who now sits on the board of several global companies. Please listen in as we have a chat about KPMG's 2019 CEO outlook, and in particular, what the energy executives found. We cover a range of topics, from the importance of agility and resiliency, to how we decarbonize while we continue to increase energy production to meet the needs of those that don't have access to electricity and how technology and the workforce of the future play key roles. We're glad to have you, so please listen in. Welcome, Melody. Thank you for joining me today to have a discussion about KPMG's global CEO outlook and really the energy portion of those outcomes. I know you've had a chance to review the report, and digest the findings. Love to hear your thoughts on what was the most striking finding that resonated with you. Well, Regina, thank you for inviting me. And first, before I start, I want to say that these are really my personal views and not reflective of my affiliated companies. Mm -hmm. But what I, I enjoyed reading the report, the CEO outlook, and I think the thing that jumped out to me the most is that CEOs are now saying that acting with agility is a new currency of business. Mm-hmm. And I'm a strong believer in that because I've always felt like one of the strongest leadership attributes that I've observed in my career is creating advantage from change. Right. But the hard thing about change is that you know many companies, when they're at the top of their game, really feel like they don't need to reinvent themselves. Mm-hmm. And what this report is saying that even at the top of your game, you have to constantly work with agility and continue to be willing to change the status quo. Right. And I think it really resonates with me. One other quick comment I would make on that is agility also implies working quickly and with speed. And the downside of agility is that you might sacrifice decision quality, or in our industry, even worse, incident-free operation. Mm-hmm. So the ability to combine agility Reinvent yourself, but also with very high decision quality and incident free operations would be a critical attribute for energy. Right. And in fact, the survey did find that 67% of all global CEOs believe that agility is that new currency, and within our industry, energy, it was 60%. So more and more CEOs recognizing that they have to figure out how to reinvent themselves. But it's no small task to achieve what you just said. Energy is an industry built on deep, tradition, and constant reinvention with technology. Mm -hmm. But not so much around the mindset and workflow Mm -hmm. transformation, but I think digital is helping us understand how we have to move more into workflow transformation Mm -hmm. um, in our industry. Well, I'll say, Molly, what I found the most striking and that resonated with me was that across all industries, the top external risk is climate change. And within energy, we've been focusing as an industry, on how we continue to power the future and bring electrification, which generates wealth to impoverished parts of the world that still don't have access to stable electricity. But how do we do that in a lower carbon footprint? Mm -hmm. And how do we evolve? Because we really need to grow the amount of energy we provide and produce while still achieving some of the climate goals and decarbonizing the atmosphere. I was struck that across all industries, people are recognizing that challenge. And hopefully we can partner together across the industries to achieve some of those goals. That jumped out in the report as well. And, you know, I think with climate change, there's also a risk of us having a crisis mentality versus a solutions and mitigation mentality. Mm -hmm. And I am a huge believer that in our industry we are accelerating the energy transition. We started on it probably 20 years ago, but we realize that now the pace of acceleration has to go much faster, and we're doing that but the most important thing is meeting this dual challenge which means right. we're meeting the increasing need for energy which is happening mm-hmm. you know increasing demand across the world while also advancing lower carbon emissions and if we approach the world with solutions and mitigations, and we're working to decarbonize and advance lower carbon emissions across all forms of energy. I think that those are good solutions to this external risk that we're facing. Absolutely. We had a good discussion on that. We partnered with the Center for Houston Future in supporting the first-ever summit for Houston on driving low carbon. And it was terrific to see players from across the industry, petrochemicals, downstream manufacturing, you know, midstream electrification, upstream, talking about ways that they could do it either through renewable generation or hydrogen or carbon capture. I think there's a whole range of technologies and agile responses that we'll need to bring together to achieve those goals. You know, I often want to make sure that people understand what energy transition is. It's mm-hmm. not from oil to renewables because yeah. it is going to require all forms of energy with lower carbon. Because many people don't appreciate the importance of oil mm-hmm. in producing feedstocks that we use in everyday life, right. with chemicals and plastics and synthetic materials. And those materials are very critical. We use them every day, but they're also critical to our of life right. as okay. well. So there. Was be a role for all forms of energy, it's just redistributing the demand across what energy transition is. One other finding that struck me that I'd be interested in your thoughts on, Melody, is the bullishness the CEOs had about their company's prospects for growth. We had 94% of all CEOs confident that their own business would grow, but only 62% were confident that the global economy would continue to grow. That feels a little bit like a contradiction to me. What are you seeing in the energy companies in the industry as you look around? This may be an area where energy has a little bit of advantage because our growth has always been off the back of a decline mm-hmm. in oil and gas. So we're always growing off the back of a decline, right? To stay flat with oil and gas demand, we'd have to continue to invest a lot. Right. But I believe that as we grow, we're going to grow more into the renewable alternatives and more solutions that society is expecting from us, so more in the Mm -hmm. consumer retail space where people want their energy delivered in different ways than we deliver them today. So I think growth there will be around meeting our society's expectations for the way they consume energy in the future. Right. When, what struck me about the 62% being worried about the global economy is we are at the nexus of geopolitics in our industry. And people focus on crude price and what's happening with embargoes and challenges in the Middle East or Chinese demand. I think our industry is perhaps a little more resilient and accustomed to dealing with that volatility in those veins if we still try to replace depleted reserves, as you said, growing state Uh, And we know so many regions of the world are in energy poverty still. Mm -hmm. You know, there's just uh, basic needs that are unmet in many countries that will just want to increase their access to energy. And hopefully, those areas can move more into the lower carbon solution. Right. They're not challenging because coal is less expensive, but mm-hmm. for emerging economies and growing economies to focus more on natural gas and renewables would be a great opportunity yeah. to advance low carbon across the globe. And mm-hmm. actually leapfrog some of the technology. Mm-hmm. So speaking of technology, how about the technology finding? I was struck by the fact that 80% of our energy CEOs are saying that they're personally leading their technology strategy. What are you seeing from a technology perspective? You know, I've been in this industry 40 years, and I it started just, when you were 10. That's right, <laughs> of course, and the energy industry is just a product of technology evolution, yes, so that's nothing that is, new. Right. But I think the acceleration of technology is important, and what CEOs are saying in this report is to really take this huge platform changes mm-hmm. that are required to go digital and leverage requires heavy tone from the top to say we are going to change the way we work, change our workflows, digitize, because digitizing these old systems is very tough. Legacy systems are hard. But once we do that and CEOs can get advantage from digitizing internally, I think there's a huge opportunity for sharing, kind of the sharing economy, which I've been thinking about a lot lately. But I think there's a real opportunity for our industry to do more sharing in the digital space. So Mm -hmm. we have proprietary data, we have public data, and if we can come up with ways where we can share more of that, we can all become more Mm -hmm. efficient. And that's the name of the game. Being more efficient, being able to provide affordable, lower cost energy at scale is Mm -hmm. really important. When I look at the sharing economy, which is Uber, Airbnb, and those things, we do a lot. We share rigs, we share construction, fab yards, those sorts of things. What else can we do? And I think technology is a a big space that we Mm -hmm. can play there. One of the things I see with technological development within the energy industry is how quickly the industry as a whole is adopting it. Usually, I think we're sort of slow to the game. We take trends and we evaluate them more cautiously. But in this case, we're early adopters, if not fast followers. And there's so many use cases that are already being proven out with blockchain and with big data that are having meaningful impacts on improving how work gets done, basically, dangerous work, as well as improving how quickly we can find and extract and deliver energy. Yeah, there's some great thoughts in the report about um, mindset mm-hmm. and advancing the more higher-end technologies with AI and blockchain quantum mm-hmm. digitization. But, you know, I often think that our industry is so dependent on the deep expertise of science and physics and math, and we have to have a workforce that is deeply steeped in the basics. We have to have a workforce that knows the problems that we need to solve, Mm -hmm. and then use AI and other tools to make it much faster and more iterative and more optimal, Mm -hmm. but Without the deep knowledge of the complex problems in the industry, we really can't apply these AI solutions. But I think CEOs need to take a heavy drive towards Mm -hmm. the acceleration of new technology. But I would also say that technology has been the backbone. One last thing is there's a lot about innovation. We need to reward the innovators because we've got to be able to try things and fail fast. Mm -hmm. And failure is part of innovation, which pretty good at that because of exploration that we've had in the Dry past. Hollow. We understand yeah. exploration yeah. risk. But we also have to reward the people that can take innovation and quickly apply it to real problems. Mm-hmm. And it's that skill set that I often find is so important for this industry mm-hmm. is to be able to take an innovation and apply it at scale and really get the value out right. of it for a large corporation. Right. If you have a small solution applied a million times, you get a lot of value. Right. Right, scale is important. But back to your earlier point about the workers. So we still need petroleum engineers and geologists and chemical engineers. We're not all going to be data scientists or robots in the future, right? Still a terrific industry to be a part of, and you've had a long and successful career, and I think there's some really useful findings in this report. So thanks for joining me today, Melody. It was great to chat. Thank you, Regina. It's been a pleasure. Thanks.